And I really see social media as a place to build community, provide value. And I see your email list as a place to build trust and build customer mention. So once you have someone as a customer, you can then use your email list to upsell them or cross sell them into other opportunities of working with you. Welcome to the Coffee with Courtney podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Marie, web designer and CEO of Courtney Marie & Co. After building a multiple six-figure design agency, I wanted to create a podcast to share everything I've learned and am still learning to help you grow your business. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts, share tips on branding, marketing, business, and so much more. So if you're ready to learn how to run a successful business and stand out online, grab your cup of coffee and let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone. So today's episode, I have a good friend coming back on the podcast. If you've been following me, um, I had an old podcast. We kind of did an episode there. But today is all about how to simplify your marketing strategy with Danny Stratman, business coach and marketing strategist, expert, whatever you call yourself. Um, So (laughs) welcome to the show. And if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Danny, And I already said I am a business coach and I have a lot of background and experience in email marketing and email funnels. So that really drives all the strategy that I do. But I am a business coach for online entrepreneurs, coaches and done for you service providers who want to grow their business organically and in a simplified way. So thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. And I will say Danny does a really good job at simplifying um, and just really telling you, you know, what's necessary, what's not necessary, because I think in the online space, wouldn't you agree? Like there's a lot of Mm -hmm. advice floating out there like, oh, you need all of these things when in Mm -hmm. reality you don't. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of conflicting advice. And so we can make it a lot more simple. Yes. Um, Okay. So rapid fire, let's get into it. What book has had the biggest impact on your life? Oh, that's a hard one. I'm reading Amanda Francis's Rich as Fudge for the third (laughs) time. So I would say right now that one, um, I I read a lot of personal development. So yeah, she's a good one to follow. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned in business? That complicated doesn't mean you'll go faster. Mm, That's a good one. It's a really good one. Simple is scalable. (laughs) Yes. Love that. (laughs) Uh, Favorite quote or mantra? Um, I would say mantra. I am enough. Mm, Yes. Every day. Mm -hmm. What does success mean to you? Um, I would say having just a positive impact on people. I think that's something I've really learned this year is, you know, a lot of us start businesses for selfish reasons, which is okay, you know, to make money, but success is really measured by how you're actually impacting the lives of people who pay you. So, yeah, I like that. What piece of advice would you tell your younger self? All your dreams sooner. <laughs> Don't wait. <laughs> Yes, don't wait. Start yeah. messy. Good one. Yeah. Good one, good one. All right. Uh, let's just dive right into it. So one thing that I want to kick this off is, can you just explain the definition or your definition of what marketing is? 
I think there's a lot of things out there. So let's just kind of break it down. Yeah, to me, I would say marketing is really just sharing your message with your ideal client. I mean, it's really that simple is being able to tell the people who you're meant to serve how you can serve them. Yeah. And one thing with that, you know, branding and marketing kind of work together. Uh, Danny does marketing, we do branding. And so it kind of coincides together to, mm-hmm. hey, you need your branding together before you're able to start sharing your message, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say that your branding is also based on what you want your message to be. So it's really important to be clear on how you want to be known and message is really your tone, right? Like how do you want to come across to those people? And so that helps you to know how you want your branding to be based on how you want to talk to people and what your vibe is. Yeah. Yeah. You need both. Um, So then that being said, what would be a marketing strategy when someone says, Hey, you need a marketing strategy. So I'll actually say that if someone comes to us for branding, I'm like, okay, what's your marketing strategy? And I get a blank stare. So maybe Mm -hmm. break that down. What is a marketing strategy? I would say a marketing strategy is really how you share that message. So platforms, like, are you on Instagram? Do you have a Facebook group? Um, Do you have a podcast? Do you have an email list? So how are you actually going to share that message in terms of platforms? And what is really that journey or that process that you're bringing your clients on that will really drive how you build your strategy. And we might get into this more later, but, you know, in terms of how do you create a marketing strategy, it's really based on what that message is and then your pillars of content that you create based on that message you want to share. Do you suggest someone have certain things in place before they come to you for a marketing strategy or someone else? Um, Are there certain things they need to have? I would say that a marketing strategy is important to have right away if you are new to business, because if you're just kind of like willy nilly going out there and throwing things around, I mean, that's good to take messy action. But at the same time, you want to make sure that that messy action is going to lead somewhere. And so I think if you're just getting started, whether you Google it or hire an expert, you know, figuring out what that marketing strategy is going to be is really important. I think in terms of like, you need anything before you create your marketing strategy, it's knowing what you want to sell and who you want to sell it to. How would you, for someone listening who's maybe struggling with that a little bit, do you have like a piece of advice to help them clarify that a little bit? For what they want to sell and who they want to sell it to? Yeah. I would say think of most of us create our businesses based on our own experiences. So think about your own journey and what what were your roadblocks and what do you wish you would have known sooner and what do you wish that somebody would have told you that can become what you sell or what are you really passionate about? I guess if you're someone who's struggling with what do you want to sell, then my question is, why do you want to have a business, right? Because if you just want to have a business to make more money. Like I said, that's not inherently wrong, but Go e-commerce. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to keep you around long enough. I mean, especially this year, I've seen so many people drop out of the coaching industry. And while that has 
probably so many different reasons. The core of it is like they didn't really have a mission or a reason they started their business other than to just work for themselves, which isn't a long-term strategy. I actually was thinking about that today as I was getting, you know, prepped for our call or whatever. I was like, because Danny and I started around the same time. We both actually Mm -hmm. started in fitness and Mm -hmm. which also that leads me to a point of you can change your mind. So like, don't get so caught up on having the perfect idea, the perfect offer, because you could get one to two years into it and actually find out that you're better at helping someone with a different problem or Mm -hmm. anything like that. But I was thinking like a lot of the people that we started with, I don't see, like I'm just Mm -hmm. not seeing them anymore or I don't know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) They fell off the face of the earth. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I would probably say I got into business not knowing what was all involved. I was in for a rude awakening. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I started my business as a fitness coach and that was literally because I just wanted to work for myself and I knew that fitness coaches were making a lot of money. Right. And so I, interesting. yeah. And I, I eventually hit a wall where I was like, this isn't working because I'm not actually passionate about this. Right. Mm. And so I had to dig deep into what am I good at? What can I actually help people with and what's going to make me excited? And that was how I transitioned to marketing. And I think it's like, uh, an evolving process. Like you have to, that, that comes up a lot. It just came up for me six months ago. Like, why am I doing this? Why did I leave my nine to five to do this? Right. And so mm-hmm. I think it's a question you have to ask yourself often. Yeah. Like what is your why? What did mm-hmm. you, during that transition time, what made you know that you were good at marketing? I have a background in marketing. I mean, I come from the corporate marketing world. And so I had a lot of experience with email and with selling organically because we didn't have a big ad budget at my corporate marketing job. And so our team was really responsible responsible for how do we use social media, our website and email to really capture attention and get leads for our sales team without paying for a ton of money for ads. Yeah. And that's, I'm sure, where a lot of people are at just starting out, you know, like they come to Mm -hmm. us for branding or design and we can make the best sales page for you, but it's not going to sell just sitting there. And I think some people kind of get into the online space, not their fault. They just Mm -hmm. get into it thinking, oh, well, people will just show like show up on this page out (laughs) of thin air. Um, when in reality you have to put in the work. So kind of talk, talk a little bit about that. What is the work to get people to your website or your sales page? Yeah. Right. When you said that, the first thing that came to my mind is like, you really have to be comfortable with yourself because especially today, I mean, video marketing is how you're going to get your name out there. And you know, I think that it really starts with your top of funnel strategy, like in terms of how people literally just going to find you, which is most likely going to be social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a podcast, depending on if you're just podcasting for other people and how people are finding out about your podcast. Um, it could also be your website. I mean, your SEO has to be great in order for that to happen. But those are all top of funnel ways that people can really just find you online. But you really have to be comfortable with yourself to be able to show up consist- consistently. And mm-hmm. again, talk about that message daily 
tell people how you can help them, tell people how you can serve them and support them and really push your message out there consistently. Because once you gain momentum, it becomes easier to show up consistently. If you're just being sporadic with your strategy, you're showing up once a week on social media, that creates an idea that maybe you are not trustworthy because you're not consistent or they don't see you very often. And so how do they know that when they pay you that you are going to show up fully for them, right? Even though you probably would show up fully if somebody paid you, it's really about perception and how do people see you online. And so being that professional, showing up consistently, putting in the work, I mean, that's really the baseline of what's required to build a business. Yeah. And it takes time, which a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't realize if you're going to go the organic route, I don't know about you, but I think I started just kind of putting out content for two years Mm -hmm. before I think I really kind of started to take off a little bit in the fitness space. Um, I just kept posting Monday through Friday every single day Mm -hmm. (laughs) and at the same times. Back then, it was like post at this time on this day. It was exhausting. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, right. Yeah, it was very like structured and now it's definitely more flowy. I would say the same thing. It took me, I started in November 2018. I transitioned March of 2019. I had my first paying client, $300 in May of 2019. (laughs) And then I didn't start gaining momentum until May of 2020. So that was 15 months after I announced that I was a marketing consultant and a business coach. Yeah. What would you tell someone like if they wanted to go the accelerator route? Would that be ads? You could, but again, if you think about ads, I mean, they're great, but that traffic is a lot colder. I mean, they Mm -hmm. don't know you as well. And so naturally your paid traffic is going to convert at a lower rate than your organic traffic because they don't know, like, and trust you the same way that someone who's actually following you on social media would. And so if you want to go the accelerated route, I think would more say get in other people's audiences, like build relationships with people that you can cross pollinate with that you, like you and I, we've worked together multiple times because our like expertises go together, like peanut butter and jelly, right? Like Mm -hmm. marketing, branding go together. And so find people who you can build relationships with and trust and like tap into each other's audiences to spread your message faster, wider. Yeah. And a simple way to do that is, I don't know, if they ha- if one person has a podcast um, or, you know, if you're on Instagram, maybe you do story swaps. So you go mm-hmm. on their stories, they come on their your stories, mm-hmm. maybe you do a guest post or something. Yeah, you could go live together. Um, mm-hmm. I've had people who have blogs who've asked me to guest expert and you can do the same for them if you have a blog. Um, yeah, guest posting. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can trade off for, you know, tapping into each other's audiences. Yeah. And one tip that I found that worked really well for us was when I pivoted into design and Kajabi stuff, I took care of my first, like we take care of all of our clients, but like your first 10 clients, you are pouring everything you have into them because Mm -hmm. you want them to really speak well about your brand, about your services, because they're going to go spread 
the word. And that's one thing that's really helped us is referrals. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good way to kind of set yourself up for that. Yeah. And I think kind of an unpopular opinion, especially in the coaching industry is that like the customer always wins because Mm, you don't want them to have a bad experience. Even if that means you have to take a cut or like it hurts your soul a little bit, right? Whatever you can do to make that client happy and make them feel like they were supported and that, that they got what they paid for. Of course, expectations are important to make sure that everybody does have a good experience. But if something happens for whatever reason, do everything in your power to make it right with them because that will go a long way for them recommending you to other people. Yeah. I think one thing as we have grown, I've learned that expectations and boundaries are super – and policies – are super important because if you don't mm-hmm. have those to fall back on, you do have to kind of bend over backwards like to make yeah. it right. Yeah. And you learn that along the way. I mean, it's not going to be perfect when you start out. Obviously, you just said you have to learn it along the way and that's okay. And yeah, you'll get there. Yeah. So what would you say or what advice would you give someone who wants to go the organic route, which you from the sounds of it, you would recommend when you're just starting Mm -hmm. out. How would you tell someone to choose which um, social media platform to go with? I would say wherever your ideal client hangs out most. And I think for a lot of us, that's going to be Instagram and probably TikTok these days. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I had to delete that app. So I don't necessarily recommend TikTok, but it is a great app that's growing fast. And there's a lot of, you know, millennials and Gen Z on there. So if that's your target, I mean, that's a really great place to build, build your audience. I would say, you know, choose one to two social media platforms that you're going to consistently dedicate creating content to and then have your email list like that is just I'm an email person so I obviously I'm going to say that but like you have to have an email list an email list and something else yeah so would you tell someone starting out like you should have an opt-in like a free opt-in no matter what Yeah, I think that you can start on social media first and just make sure that you have your message right. People are responding, know what they need before you create that opt-in because obviously you don't want to spend time creating something that might not be needed. So obviously spend time making sure that it's something that people want. But as soon as you know what that is, create an opt-in and build your email list. And you don't have to worry so much about creating like a beautiful PDF that's like super designed. Of course, that's great, but you can start as simply as creating a training video related to the topic that will take you 10 to 20 minutes to record, put it on a page and make an opt-in form. Yeah, that kind of sparks the next couple questions I have, because I just had a client come in, we're doing an opt-in page for her. And I actually ended up helping her write copy because she didn't know, you know, what goes on an opt-in page. What is this really for? Is this enough? Is this not mm-hmm. enough? So let's first talk about what, what is the purpose of giving some someone a freebie? It's really, I see it as an exchange of energy. Like you'll give them something free of value that's going to help them to have a quick win in exchange for their name and email address, which allows you to 
build your database of leads and have a safe place to really keep those names of people who are interested in your specific expertise. Yeah, because we don't own social media. Right. In, you know, email, wouldn't you say is more of an intimate, like you can differentiate it. Maybe people in your email list get more of you than social media or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and email is really the benefit of email is you can personalize your message to people. You can segment your list based on, you know, if you talk about three to four different topics under your umbrella, it allows you to segment people. Like for me, I'm email marketing and social media. Mm-hmm. I could create freebies for each of those topics and then tag people as interested in email or interested in social based on what they're downloading and engaging with. Um, and so it just allows you to be targeted with your message, be personalized and have more call, like strong call to actions. And, you know, you will for sure land in that inbox. If they're subscribed to you, you won't for sure land on their feed yeah. just because they're following you. That's a good point. What would you say to someone who maybe comes to you and says, oh, email is dead? (laughs) (laughs) I actually wrote that down when I was just kind of thinking of things for this podcast. Like people say email is dead, but it's very much not. I would encourage you if you do have that belief right now to research email marketing and really research the benefit of having an email list because social media is really great and people make millions of dollars just marketing on social media. But again, you know, you don't own that list of people and, you know, that that could disappear at any moment, not to use a scare tactic, but it is the truth. Um, And I really see social media as a place to build community, provide value. And I see your email list as a place to build trust and build customer mentions. So once you have someone as a customer, you can then use your email list to upsell them or cross sell them into other opportunities of working with you. Well, and especially with the whole new, what is it, Web3 coming out, like who knows what's going to happen in the future? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's very unpredictable, I feel like. And I liked how you pointed out that you're for sure going to land in their inbox, whereas like Instagram, you may not end up in the algorithm on their feed. That's a really good point that I haven't thought about. Yeah, which is frustrating, right? Because you spend time building building your social media following, but unfortunately, we don't have control over that. It's like, I love you, Instagram, but sometimes I don't. <laughs> you make me mad. Yeah. Um, so going back to the freebie, what? let's talk more about that for the people who are just starting and want to create a freebie. Um, two parts. What advice would you give them to create the freebie so they know, you know, is this too much? Is this not enough? Like, is there kind of a middle ground as, you know, maybe one page PDF isn't enough for someone to give their email? Mm -hmm. So I would start with what quick win can you give your new subscribers? So what is something they can do? in under 30 minutes, that will make them feel like, wow, I have received a lot of benefit out of that. So for example, you could do, if, if you were an email marketer or an OBM, you could say three days to gain your first 100 email subscribers. And they make a plan and they write out their emails to build build up their list. 
or how to get 60 content ideas in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Like something that they can implement in under 30 minutes that will allow them to gain traction towards whatever goal they have. And I think you heard it in the headlines if you're listening. The main thing that I see come across from clients when we're doing opt-in pages is the headlines aren't clear mm-hmm. as to what is the result that they are getting. We're all selfish human beings. Let's just face it. Um, mm-hmm. it it's not a bad thing. That's just how we're programmed. And so when I land on an opt-in page, I want to see what is in it for me. So exactly. a little tip, like cut the fluffy language and your headline should say, just like you said, how to get, maybe it's a number or how to lose five pounds in five days. Actually, that's weird. Five pounds in <laughs> two weeks. Let's be realistic, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, what is the result that they're going to get and why should they download this to give you their personal information? Yeah. And I'll also say that people are really drawn to numbers. Like our brain loves numbers because it allows us to like guess how long it's going to take us to do something. Mm, So if you see like three tips to X, Y, Z, they're like, okay, I can read three tips in two minutes. Right. Or lose five pounds. Okay. Like I can see myself losing five pounds. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, Like tangible, visible. Mm -hmm. So let's say they have, okay, they have an idea, they're ready to create a freebie. What, what do they do next? What platforms do you recommend? Um, Maybe let's do the beginner and middle, like you're kind of, you've been doing organic marketing, so you have Mm -hmm. a following. Let's do both of those. If you're a beginner, I would say, I mean, there's so many options out there. My favorite is ConvertKit just because I think it's really simple and they have a free version. I know a lot of people like MailChimp. I personally do not like MailChimp, but if you're someone who likes it, yeah. Um, Flowdesk is another great option. They make very beautiful emails, but that is really only truly for beginners because once you get more sophisticated, they're it's a great platform, but there's a lot of limitations in terms of Mm -hmm. automation. And, you know, we work with Kajabi, which is an all-in-one platform. Would Mm -hmm. you recommend someone starting? I know I always recommend starting with where you want to end up, but not everyone is able to fork over, you know, that much Mm -hmm. per month. So would you recommend someone starting with ConvertKit, a free option, until they grow that list and then they can transfer? If you have a small budget, then yes, I would recommend starting with ConvertKit. I mean, like you said, if you're willing to bite the bullet so that you don't have to transition later on, then go with Kajabi or Kartra is another one, an all-in-one platform. Go with one Mm -hmm. of those. Um, But again, you're going to pay more because they're made for course creators. So if you don't have a course... I mean, I love both platforms, but it's not always necessary, especially if you don't see yourself as a course creator in the future. It might be necessary to have one of those platforms. Yeah, I've worked with some people who they thought they wanted a course and then they get into business and they're like, wait, actually, I don't want to do courses. And that's okay. Like Mm -hmm. one tip once you get into business is you can change your mind. You can pivot time after time after time. 
Yeah, I mean, I have had ConvertKit, ActiveCampaign, MailChimp, Kajabi, Kartra, like I've had them all. So if you're like me and you're willing to try things out and change things around, then it's okay to change your mind and change platforms every month if you really wanted to. But obviously don't waste your time. Yeah, that's how we were with um, project management systems. We went from Mm -hmm. like Trello to Asana to Monday to ClickUp and then back to Asana and back to Click. You just have to find Mm -hmm. what works for you and then stick with it. Don't keep switching. Yeah, once you find one that you like know is going to work for you for a while, just stick with it and ride it out. It, and that's part of like the procrastination, right? Like yeah. you just wake up one day and you're like have shiny object syndrome, <laughs> yeah. syndrome. Like I want to try out ClickUp today. Like evaluate, do I really need ClickUp or is Dasano good for me? And say yeah. with your email platforms. Or am I just putting things off and then I'm going to use this in a, as an excuse as to why I'm not growing a business? Yeah, I set up my Asana and I use it for a week and I don't use it anymore. So it's just <laughs> what do you not use? always necessary. I do use Asana. Oh, yeah. Didn't you use ClickUp for a while? I did. And that was helpful when I had more consistent team members um, gotcha. for collaboration. But Asana is just so simple, in my opinion. So, And I think it's free, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, nice. But they get you because they give you a free trial, the nicer one, and then you go back oh, down to the free version and you're like, I want all those nice features. That's a good marketing strategy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we've gone through a lot. What is a marketing strategy? Um, what are some different ways you can market your business? Let's see. What are common? What are some common mistakes that you see people make when it comes to marketing or funnels? And we'll get into funnels here in a minute. I think the biggest mistake is honestly just doing too much and spreading yourself too thin too quickly. Mm, I think, again, it gets back to that procrastination thing and trying to be perfect. And to be honest, like to build a six-figure business, if you are a new entrepreneur, like you you really just need social media and an email list, right? And the email list is there for a safety net. Like you could even just have your email list there static and use your social media to grow your business, right? But to start, start out simply, like you, you don't need a podcast, a website, a, a Pinterest account. Like you don't need all those things. Like build that up over time and just focus on like, what can I commit to every single day that is going to move the needle forward, attract people so I can make sales. And so getting into funnels, can you explain what, I mean, we've already mentioned a funnel, but maybe Mm -hmm. go through the definition so people understand. Cause again, you hear funnels and you're like, oh my gosh, like what are these funnels people are talking about? Uh, So let's dive into that. Yes. So very simply, a funnel is just a way to take someone from knowing who you are to becoming a paying customer. And you can do that through your social media content. You can do that when when and if you ever launch a product or a service. You can do that through your email list. But the actual concept of a sales funnel is really just a process of how does someone go from knowing who you are to becoming a lead, to filling out an application or visiting the sales page to going to the checkout cart and actually paying you. Can you give an example using social media alone? And then can you give an example using email marketing? 
Sure. So for social media, for example, if someone, when someone comes to your profile in that moment, they decide if they're going to follow you or not. Right. So the first step of your funds to really polish your social media account, come across as a professional who can provide value and has a service. And then once they follow you, the next step is to then create conversation with them and get them. If we're talking about literally just social media, to me, step two would be to get them in your DMs. Mm -hmm. And you can do that through a multitude of ways. You can put something in your bio that says DM me free gift for tip for tip. You could say, um, you could put something on your stories and do a poll of, do you want to hear more about XYZ? They say yes, you send them a DM. So there's a few different ways that you can do it. But I would say if you're solely building a funnel on social media, step two would be to get them from sitting in your followers list to going into your DMs. And then from there, building a- I'm going to interrupt you real quick, just to touch on that point. I think in the beginning, you have to do more. You reach out to them. That's one Mm -hmm. thing that I learned myself. I don't know about you, but I was, you know, putting out content. I'm over here, you know, waiting for people to message me. And I'm like, why aren't they messaging me? And it wasn't until I actually messaged other people that then people started coming in the DMs, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think some people like skip that step. Yeah, uh, no matter what business you're in, you are a salesperson and parting part, I mean, because without sales, it's not a business, it's Mm -hmm. just a hobby. And part of being a salesperson is creating conversation and being willing to talk with people in your audience and get to know them, what are their problems. And so yeah, being and and you don't have to reach out to say like, hey, I have a service. Yeah, don't do that. Interested in hearing more. Like, please don't do that. (laughs) But just genuinely like, hey, how are things going? Or I noticed you've been following me and engaging with my content? Do you want to learn more about branding or do you have a website? So just genuinely asking questions and sure, some people won't respond and that's okay. They're not meant for you, but Mm -hmm. people will genuinely want to have a conversation with you if you are genuine and are just asking questions and building that relationship genuinely. (laughs) If I can say genuinely one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely. Yeah. Uh, Because they followed you for a reason right? They, uh, they followed you based off of your content, based off of the things that you were posting. So they're obviously either there because they just like you or they're there because maybe they do have a problem that they're kind of just kind of seeing what you do, just mm-hmm. kind of snooping until you start that conversation. For sure. And even if they're following you just because they like your content, if they say, no, I don't need that, maybe then you can say, okay, no problem. Do you have um, a person in mind who might need my services or my help? Yeah, that's a great one. Okay. Um, Now going to a funnel example using email marketing. So for email, it still starts with social media because that's probably how you're building your audience and getting people to know who you are because you're not just going like, to gain email subscribers out of nowhere. So. <laughs> social media. And if you do have a web, then I would hope that you would put an opt-in on there for people to opt into your email list that way. But most likely social media. And so again, that step one starts with them following you. Step two is getting them to opt into your email list. So like we've been talking about that freebie, that free offer, free gift, whatever you want to call it, that is getting them from your social media account to following your email list or being subscribed to your email list. 
And then from there, if you want to get started right away on a funnel, then I would recommend the welcome sequence, which is a way for them to get to know you. And if you do it strategically, you can do problem awareness and solution awareness right away. So they download your freebie. Let's say it is, you know, how to gain 100 email subscribers in three days. And then, you know, you say the problem is you're showing up on social media consistently, but it's not working, right? You're not getting the clients. You're not making the sales. And so let's build your email list and use that as a way to capture attention, build trust, the whole nine yards, right? So you're making them problem aware and then making them solution aware by saying, okay, so there's this gap and I have a solution that will help you with that. So then you can go into pitching your one-to-one, whatever it is. And, you know, I know everybody in this audience is probably has a different niche, but mm-hmm. let's say you're a coach and you want to sell your one-to-one coaching offer. You would then provide that solution and say, in my one-to-one coaching, we solved the problem that we talked about yesterday. Yeah, that's so good. And that's something that you do help people break that down if they work Mm -hmm. with you. Yeah, of course. So if we were to work together and you decided that you wanted to build an email funnel and use the welcome sequence, that's something that we would strategize and outline together to make sure that it's there, it's a through line because it's very important that your freebie and your problem and solution are all tied together so that it's a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah, it's all strategy, how the way how it's laid out, even the copy that goes in it. Like it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of psychology involved in branding and marketing. Yeah. And how do you take people through that journey? Yeah. Um, so we went through what is email marketing. How would someone measure the success of their marketing strategy? How do like how do I know if it's working? Yeah, I really recommend using Bitly, which is just a website to track visitors to um, your different forms. You have something like Kajabi or ConvertKit where you can build landing pages, then you can see how many people are visiting the page versus how many people are actually filling out the form. And that will allow you to see like, okay, number one, how many people are interested enough to go to the page? But number two, is my message clear enough to where people are going from visiting the page to actually filling out the form. And when it comes to your email list, the way that you would see if something is successful is the conversion rate, right? So if you send a sales email and 20 people open it, how many people are clicking to the application or going to your services page? Yeah. And if you're a service provider listening, you know, a lot of this is great for coaches and I don't want to leave you out. Um, So if you're a service provider, we use HoneyBook that is a really good tracking system because we require a contact form. And so what Mm -hmm. we do is we put, how did you hear from us? And Mm -hmm. that tells us kind of what's working. So it's like Facebook, Mm -hmm. Instagram, referral, um, I don't know what else is on there, but (laughs) we can look back and see where all of our inquiries have come from. So we can know, ooh, um, our Google search is performing great or our Instagram is kind of low. Maybe we need to amp that up a little bit. That's another way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely tracking is something I would recommend from the start of your business, making sure that you know what platforms are working and are people visiting the pages that you're putting up? I mean, if not, then there's a disconnect between what you're saying on 
social media and what is on the page. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't do. I didn't (laughs) track everything in your business. I don't know if you did when you started, but I did not. Yeah, I mean, I'm a marketer, so I track everything all the time anyways. (laughs) I'm a marketer at heart, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I was definitely creative brain. I was like, oh, I just want to do what's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. A couple more questions to wrap it up. When would you recommend, and I'm asking this because I see this a lot, um, in the space, when would you recommend someone to create a sales funnel using a sales page? So all I mean by that, or I'll let you explain the sales funnel using a sales page. So I would recommend using Again, you can be successful without a sales funnel, right? Like it's really just an advanced way to automate things. So if you're someone who, you know, maybe you want an extra layer of ways to convert people, or maybe you are more advanced and you feel like you're capped with how much content you're creating and how often you're launching. So you want to create a second avenue to generate clients and sales in a new way. um, Then, you know, that's recommended a sales funnel from a sales page, it would be, um, you know, this typically if you have a sales page, they can buy right from there instead of applying. And so in terms of a sales funnel for a sales page, they would go to the sales page, they would purchase the product, and then you would have a follow-up sequence to then make sure that they have everything they need make sure they have access to whatever they purchased And if it is like a one-to-one or group coaching program, then the sales funnels are pretty simple for that, right? It's, you know, getting them aware, having them go to the page and then purchasing the product and then being, you know, that support system for them. Mm -hmm. If it's a digital product, then it's a little more cumbersome in, in, in terms of just making sure that they have what they need and following up with them after they've completed that course or product to then again, cross sell or upsell them into that next opportunity. Yeah. I think one thing that you and I, I think we do a good job at is being very transparent. Like Mm -hmm. you don't need a sales page to get Mm -hmm. started in your business. I know that's what we do, but I'm, you know, I'm going to tell you, you don't need it until you've had that proof of concept. You're clear on your messaging all of those things need to be in place. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that someone coming to work with you, like, whoa, 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 we need to take a step back and have all this before mm-hmm. we focus on this. Because I think there's, again, there's just so much information out there. It's information mm-hmm. overload. Yeah. And if you are considering creating a sales funnel, I will just say this. If you've never sold your service or product publicly, like don't waste your time yeah. building a sales <laughs> funnel, right? Like, That's just, again, going back to procrastination, like you're building something that you don't even know what's going to work because you're trying to avoid actually showing up and selling on your social media. And you're going to have to change the messaging anyway. Right. Like you're going to go through multiple iterations of copy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely like a learning and growth process. Yeah. Um, Okay. Two last questions. At what point in business would you suggest someone is ready to start using Facebook ads? I would say once you have proof of concept that your product or service works and gets results and people want it, then step two would be to build your sales funnel and 
I would recommend like really using that sales funnel and testing it for three to six months before you ever even consider Facebook ads. And again, if you want to like go quickly fast, then, you know, hold your horses because like we got to do the process, right? We got to make sure things are working because otherwise you're just going to be spending money on something that might not work and might not Mm -hmm. convert. So the sales funnel is there to automate things, but you have to make sure that people are actually going to convert before you then go to spend ads to funnel more people into that sales funnel. So basically making sure your funnel is perfected before you go Mm -hmm. and spend money on it. Yeah. And I would say to aim for like a five to 10% conversion rate, which is a little higher than what you'll see if you Google, like if you Google it, Google, what is a good conversion rate? It'll say two to 5%. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, probably based off of paid advertising. And so as a rule of thumb, if you have a 10% conversion rate on an organic sales funnel, you might have closer to a 5% conversion rate on an ads funnel. So if you're only converting at a 2% rate with your organic funnel, then there's things that can improve before you go to spend ads on, on that. But I mean, you might only spend $5 on an app for someone who could convert at $297. So it's not to say it's not worth it. It's just mm-hmm. to get the most bang for your buck. I would make sure that you feel really good about a funnel before you go throwing more money at it. Yeah. There's just more risk involved. If you're a risk taker, go for it. If you want to play it a little safer. (laughs) Um, Okay. How does someone know if they're ready for a marketing strategist? Um, I would say again, like even if you're new to business, even if it's not like a marketing strategist who you work with consistently, like even just working with someone for a 60 to 90 minute session can help you to get really clear on what is your marketing strategy? How are you going to capture attention? What are your content pillars? All of that is extremely important to know right away to ensure that you are clear on your message. And so if you're coming into business, like it's brand new to you and you're not really like you don't have a sales or marketing background. And that's something that you can probably really fit from right away in terms of like a sophisticated marketing strategist. It's going to like probably take over your marketing and lead your team. I would say once you are getting to wanting to hit seven figures and that seems like it's in reach, that would be a good time to bring in an expert consultant, a partner to really partner with you to be kind of like that second brain to say like, how can we grow and scale and build this? What would you say is a difference between a business coach and a marketing strategist? Because let's say someone is starting out, like, do they need a business coach? They're probably asking themselves, do I need a business coach or do I need a marketing strategist? What do I need? I think a business coach is better for someone who knows what they want to do and they want need the accountability and maybe just like a second year of eyes on things. A business coach is more well-rounded, right? Like they're going to like work on mindset with you, which mindset is important at every step of the way, but it's even more important when you're going from like six to seven figures, right? Because it's like a whole new level of, of, understanding and struggle. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I would say if you're brand new to business, a marketing strategist is probably better for you because they can help you to figure out what to do. And then once you feel good about what to do and you feel like you're like, okay, I know what to do, but it's not, 
I'm not doing it consistently for whatever reason, then a coach, whether that be business or mindset, will help you to hold you accountable and to make sure you're taking that right action consistently. Yeah, I really like that how you piece that together because I was thinking, oh, go to a business coach and then a marketing strategist, but actually, you know, you would give them the action plan. If they can't execute it, then they need a coach. That makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, I started out by hiring business coaches and it's not to say I didn't learn from something, but I know that I could have gained more from it if it was more like, okay, this is my plan. What's your thoughts? Like, do you have anything that you think I should add? Right. Mm, yeah. yeah. Versus saying like, what do I even do? <laughs> yeah. We've all gone through the coaching, the programs, you have yeah. to, you have to learn, you know, you got it. You can't yeah. skip the suck. You, you can't skip the hustle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this was amazing. I feel like we've gone through so many and great questions, great information. Um, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at danny.strapman and yeah, I, that's pretty much what I use as Instagram. So you can find me there and then you can join my email list from there. Yeah, we're kind of in the millennial, outside <laughs> the millennial. I'm not on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> me either. I mean, I had it for a long time, but I never actually posted on it. I just watched other people, which is yeah, why I, I had can't. to delete it. Instagram is where it's at. Um, anything that you're working on coming up in the new year? Yeah, if you are someone who feels like you know what to do and you have the pieces in place, but it really is that accountability and having that second set of eyes and that extra layer, I have a one-to-one business mentorship program to support you that way. If you enjoy more group aspects and group programs and having multiple minds together, um, I'll be launching a group program sometime in Q1 of 2022. So keep your eyes out for that. And I have multiple um, low-cost courses and, and free offers. If you just kind of want to get started and see what I'm all about, you can me on Instagram and I can send you links to those things too. Yeah. And we'll also include them in the show notes below so you can take advantage of that. Well, cool. Thank you for coming on. This was fun. Thanks for having me. All right. We will catch you in the next episode. As always, thanks for listening. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or on Instagram to help support the show. If you want additional resources to help you grow your business, you can find them on my website at CourtneyMarieCo.com or below in the show notes.